So now we pick up again at uh, verse 21. In this Paul's train of thought, he's talking about the rejection of the Jews, temporary. He's beginning to tell us what that means. So he says, you see, if God did not spare the natural branches, he might not spare you either. Look then at the kindness and the severity of God. Severity to those who have fallen, to you, the kindness of God, if only you remain in his kindness. If you keep boasting about how great you are, and what a great believer you are, and looking down on the Jews, you're sinning. You can't do that. Okay. And they, if they do not remain in faithlessness, will be grafted back on. For God is able to graft them on again. This is Paul the Apostle, the teacher of the world, telling us God's plan for the Jews. They will be grafted back on. The people, not just individual Jews, we've had that, we've been privileged to have that every century, every generation. But now they're talking about the bulk of the people coming back. You see? This is something new. Okay. Um, For if you were cut from an olive tree that is wild by nature, and contrary to nature, you were grafted onto a cultivated olive tree, how much more will they, in keeping with nature, be grafted on to their own olive tree? Because that's where they belong. Sometimes I've known, I've had some friends, you know, who were um, Jewish, who came to know the Lord, and, and were so grateful. They grew so fast. I think I've told you before about a friend, his name was Charlie Rich. When I say that, I know many people hearing this know of him, or have heard of him. He was a great man. He was born in the Carpathian Mountains, and he... Um, always studied with the old men of the book and knew the Bible. And he was just a young kid, you know, but he already had a mystical awareness of God. And his mother took himself and his brother to New York. And um, he lost it all, dark, no more. And so for about 25 years, he went around in his mind convinced there is no such thing as God and the depth of his spirit yearning for God. He tried to commit suicide three times. He couldn't hold a job. He was just too distracted by God. And he was taught, you know, to uh, turn away. If he saw a crucifix, turn away and spit. See a priest, walk on the other side of the road. So one day in New York, he's a New Yorker, after he came over from uh, Europe, and um, it was so hot, and it was a big building in front of him, so he walked in to cool off, and he sat down, and he looked around, oh my gosh, this is a Catholic church. Now, up to that point, as he had been taught, if he saw a priest, he walked to the other side of the road. Uh, you know, he just wouldn't. If he saw a crucifix, he turned away and spit. It was radical. He said, oh my gosh, this is a Catholic church. He got up to run out, and a force took him, put him on his knees, and said, Jesus Christ is God. And he's, he's a very excitable little thing. He said, and so, I've been a Christian ever since, you know. A Catholic ever since, is what he actually said. Uh, and so then, they gave him instructions. But I mean, 
instruction. This guy was light years ahead of most of us, you know. Uh, and so, when you see it happen, you see what Paul is talking about. Um, I don't want you ignorant, brethren, of this mystery, lest you become wise in your own esteem and look down on the Jews. We're all living by mercy. A partial kindness has come over Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles should enter. And thus, all Israel will be saved. A very tough line. Thus, when the fullness of the Gentiles, or thus because that's the plan, hard to know. As it is written, from Zion shall come the Deliverer, he shall turn away godlessness from Jacob. That's another prophecy. That's Isaiah 60. You see how he's working from these prophecies. And thus all Israel will be saved as it is written. And this is my, another text, and this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. So Paul says, there's a time when he's going to take away their sins. He said, well, that's not fair. Not fair. Don't you always ask God to take away your sins? If you've got half a brain, you're doing that. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble too. You know, I'm fine. You're not fine. Nobody's fine. And so, that's what he's saying, you see. Um, but I'm going to, but when I take, so there's going to be a time when they take away, he's going to take away their sins. It's in Isaiah 59. It's in Jeremiah 31. Again, you see how he's using the scriptures. He's a skilled rabbi. And he's not only dealing with the people in Rome, he knows this letter is going to be forwarded back to Jerusalem. So he's talking to his former rabbinic fellows. Okay. From the aspect of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. In regards to election, they are beloved because of the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the others. For the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. He's not an Indian giver. This is important. The gifts are irrevocable. They're still around for them. For just as at one time you were disobedient to God, and now you were shown mercy as a result of their disobedience, so just as they are now disobedient to the mercy shown to you, so that they may receive mercy, they will. For God has shut everyone up in disobedience so that he can have mercy on all. And nobody will get a big head. That's so important, isn't it? Okay. Oh, the depth of the wealth of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. This mystic is grasping God's plan and he's in awe. You see? How inscrutable his judgments, how unsearchable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Or who first gave to him so needing to be repaid by him? For from him and through him and unto him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever. And that's the way this whole section, 9 to 11, ends. The question, which for Paul, as a devout Jew, first century Jew, is a very big question. If God chose Abraham, and then the patriarchs, and then raised up Moses, after 400 years of Egyptian captivity, we were still not assimilated. There was a people to get out. And that was uh, because they were second class and at this time slaves. And so they got out. And so, if that's true, 
then we will the, the plan will continue and we will be brought to God. All the Jews, all the Jews who want it, will be brought to God. Wouldn't that be wonderful to see in our own day? That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? To see that? God's fidelity to his promises. I know all the friends I knew in Jerusalem who are still Jewish. Oh, what a thrill that would be for me to see them loving Jesus, their brother, who is God. To see the change, because I've seen some, see the change, the relief, the, you know. It's unbelievable how beautiful this is. So that's what Paul is waiting for. These are flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. And he's saying, you know, yeah, sure, look, you're grafted on. You know, you're from an old olive, a wild olive tree, and you're cut off, and you're stuck under this one, and now you live from this rich fruit, this root that is so deep and so beautiful. Be grateful and help your Jewish brothers and sisters. Be grateful. What's going to make them jealous? Love, fervor, generosity. And the ones who don't get it that way, well, they're never going to get it even if all the Jews come in. They won't know what to do. You see? But that will win them over because that makes them jealous. Why? Because they have an eye for the goods. That's really the way to live. That generosity, that joy, that care for your children, that honesty in business, that's the way to live. I ought to live like that. Well, then I ought to become a Christian. I could do it, keeping the Torah up to a point, but I'm going to become a Christian. I really think that the reason why uh, there's a fight going on right now is Christians are leaving in droves because life is so difficult for them, both from some of the Jews or many of the Jews and from the Muslims, many of the Muslims. They get it from both sides. So they go, they leave. And this is a great concern to the Church, the Catholic Church, because we want the presence of Christ in the believers to be there. We want this Blessed Sacrament to be there. We want the liturgy to be celebrated there. We want the name of Jesus to be pronounced there. Uh, it's important. And so, it's, a, it's some consternation. And yet, it is so difficult. I lived there, as I think, you know, five years. It's difficult for the Christians. Uh, because they are a minority, and they are suspected, would be the word, disliked, I guess, among a certain number of the Jews and Muslims. Not everyone. Not everyone. You know, even God said about the Jews, I've kept 400 who have not been... No, they're, they're still there. And there are friendships, beautiful friendships. And you can't help people from falling in love, right? A Jewish man falls in love with a Muslim girl. It's going to be tough. Both families will be a little bit upset, or maybe a lot upset. But if they want to get married, they can get married. 
Maybe that'll bind them together. Maybe it will help. Or a Christian girl or a Christian man. You know, for some of the very radical, that's an un- incredible affront. But you see, as the church grows in love, in freedom, in joy, and in showing love to Jew and, and Muslim, they've got to be jealous. Look at the beauty of their family life. Look at the way they love us, and we're not treating them well. There's something bigger and greater going on here. And because, especially the Jews, have that call still in their spirit, they recognize. So do some of the Muslims. But this is the plan, you see. This is why Paul is saying he wants to make them jealous. As I've told you before, there are many beautiful Christian prayer groups in Israel. And I always tell them, stay. Live your life. Love them. And make them jealous in the right sense. I'd like to have love like that. They like me more than I like them. And that's a, I admire them for that. I'd like to be like that. That's the key. That's the key. And that's why Paul said earlier, if you remember, what's it going to be like when they turn? Life from the dead. The whole text in Ezekiel 37. The graves will give up their, their skeletons and the wind, the, the spirit will blow and they'll be clothed fresh, and there will be a nation. And that's the... Will we adjust? Well, sure, we'll have to. I mean, after ten years or so, the next pope will be Jewish. I mean, you know, that's what happens. So we've got to get used to it. Uh, And pray to God that this plan be fulfilled.